What Do We Do? A podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning. Introducing listeners to the leaders in our community. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen. Alongside WWJ Midday News anchor, Brooke Allen. Hey, I'm Brooke Allen. Our goal with the What Do We Do podcast is to educate listeners on topics that impact your financial growth, your retirement, and your lifestyle. And I'm Dewey Steffen. Join us twice a month as we welcome some of today's leaders in the community for conversations that can help with investment decisions so you can plan for and live your best life. Here's Dewey Steffen alongside Brooke Allen. Well, hello again, everyone. I'm Dewey Steffen, co-host of the What Do We Do podcast. I'm also CEO and Chief Investment Officer of Great Lakes Wealth. And we are here today for another episode of the What Do We Do podcast. This is season two, episode 10, number 52. It's hard for me to believe that we are into 2022. The podcast on its 52nd episode already has almost 20,000 downloads, listens, views, likes, subscribes, etc. So thank you, Podcast Nation. Thank you, YouTube viewers, for your support and your encouragement. And please download, subscribe, share our podcast with your community. This podcast is all about community. We want to share our knowledge and information with those within our community. And today, for the episode that we're going to go over, we're going to talk about financial wellness. And as January is Financial Wellness Month, we think it's important that you start the year off right, you have your New Year's resolutions, and you have all those things you need to do to plan for and live your best life. So with that, I've brought in three of the amazing teammates I have at Great Lakes Wealth to help share some knowledge with you of uh, those things that may make 2022 successful for you as you plan for financial wellness for you and your family. Okay, so with that, I'd like to get the show started. I'm going to introduce the three men from our office. I'm going to tell you their title and who they are, but then we're going to have them tell you a little bit about themselves, okay? So with that, first, I'd like to introduce Bruce Palin. Bruce is a senior wealth advisor here at Great Lakes Wealth. He's also an options strategist as well as an income strategist. Bruce, welcome to the show, and why don't you give us a few uh, moments to tell us about yourself? Thank you, Dewey. Uh, Pleasure being here. Going to be a lot of fun tonight, I, I can tell. Uh, I've been in the business for over 30 years, and uh, I have a lot of clients that are my age now, and so i become an income specialist, so that's my focus. And Bruce, this is not your first time on the What Do We Do podcast, is that correct? You got a good memory, Dewey. Yes, I was on podcast 22. Episode 22, options and Halloween where they were both scary, <laughs> trick-or-treat. Is that right? Yes, it was. So, a good yeah, one. check that one out. Anyone listening or viewing today, go back and check out Podcast 22, and you'll get the uh, introduction of Bruce Palin uh, back then. So thanks for being here, Bruce. Appreciate you being here. Next up, we have Tom Griffor. Tom is a wealth advisor and cash management specialist here at Great Lakes Wealth. Tom, welcome to the show, and please share a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Dewey. Glad to be here. Yeah, so I basically been in the industry for over 20 years, 
and I've helped uh, thousands of people with retirement planning. And I look forward to discussing some things on this show today. So appreciate you having me, Dewey. Awesome. Thank you for being here. We're fired up. Uh, and next on our list, last but certainly not least joining us today is Matthew Stoikov. Matt is a certified financial planner. He is an enrolled agent with the IRS. I always love saying that. And he is also Great Lakes Wealth's financial planning specialist. Matt, welcome to the show. And please share a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Dewey. Uh, I've been in the industry for a little over four years, and I've focused primarily on planning and specializing in specifically tax planning. Fantastic. And you're uh, an amazing asset to our team at Great Lakes Wealth. And as we always say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? So we believe in planning, and a lot of that starts with uh, Matt and our team. And uh, with that, we're going to get into today's show, financial wellness for 2022, okay? Uh, with financial planning, and this being Financial Wellness Month, gentlemen, um, investors are faced with sustained high rates of inflation, possible changes to the tax code, and a struggling supply chain. Amid these challenges, along with the last two years of crisis, we believe it may be more important than ever for individuals and families to have their financial lives in order, right? We say when it go, comes to investing, so goes January, so goes the year. That's a number uh, of past historical data of returns in the market, but we would also say that with financial wellness, so goes January, so goes the year, okay? So again, start the year off right, and we're going to give you not 10, but 11 suggestions of ways that you can achieve financial wellness. Anybody who's been listening to the show or watching the show knows that we don't do top 10 lists here at Great Lakes Wealth and at the What Do We Do podcast. We do a top 11 list. Why would you want to be a top 10 when you can add one more and be a top 11? So we're going to give our top 11 list of ways to financial wellness in 2022. Okay, fair enough. So with that, let's start the show. First, I'm going to talk to Bruce. Bruce, first on the list is get a financial checkup. Sounds like a good place to start to me. What do you think? Uh, yeah, a very good place uh, to start Financial Wellness Month. And, of course, uh, part of that is being, uh, as we sometimes say around here, healthy, wealthy, and wise is always good. So we totally want to be healthy. And that means exercise, eat well. Uh, that's good physical health and mental health. Why? Uh, of course, you want to uh, make sure your head's screwed on straight and you don't want any stress. So try and get as much of that out of your life. But we're here to focus on financial wellness. And that means get a checkup. As you would see your doctor for professional health for physical and mental issues, you want to see your professional for your financial issues. Don't try and go it alone. It will be a big mistake. Have to have a checkup. Matt, Tom, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I think I think basically, you know, a checkup is like I always use analogies, like you go into your doctor, right? You want to get a checkup, want to make sure your body's healthy, you're staying in shape, and you're doing the right things to make sure you're maintaining your health for your lifestyle. So same thing with your finances. Make sure you're doing those uh, checkups. Make sure you're checking your body. Make sure you're checking your finances. So, uh Bruce brings up a great point. Take care of yourself. 
be proactive, right? Absolutely. Fair enough. Matt, what about you? Anything to add? No, I think these gentlemen covered it perfectly. Perfectly. Look at that. No room for error. Fantastic. I'm going to also just add in there that at Great Lakes Wealth, we believe in proactive uh, checkups, right? So we use numbers around here, uh, 11 lists, top 11 lists, but we also uh, have a 12-4-1 model with our clients at the firm. Is that right, Matt? Yes. Yes, it is. And what that means is for all the listeners out there and all the viewers out there, whether you're a client of Great Lakes Wealth or wherever you do your investing, you should uh, adhere to the 12-4-1 policy. We believe that you should check in with your team once a month. You should just have a check-in call once a month just to see how things are going overall. But then four of those, so 12 would be the times a year you should check in and talk to your investment team. But four of those should be quarterly reviews of your portfolio. So we always say do that quarterly review in January to start the year off right. And then one time a year, you should review your financial plan, right? So in this case, do the financial checkup in January. That could be your one, the quarterly review for your portfolio. That could also be the four. And if you're just checking in to see how New Year's Eve went and how January's uh, going, that's also the one of the 12. So with that, our first one, get a financial checkup. It's an amazing place that you all should start uh, your year. Number two would be turn to a professional for advice. Don't go it alone. Tom, what do you think about that? You know, this is great. I love this one because basically there's three things you need to hire a professional in life, right? You need knowledge, you need skills, and you need time, right? So those are the three main things that you need to get your stuff in order. So another analogy I'd like to use, you know, if you're going on an airplane, you know, you're hiring a pilot to fly that plane, right? You go in the cockpit, you see all those different little things inside the cockpit. You know, there's a lot of things in there that I don't know how to start a plane, Right. So basically, you want to hire a professional that basically can fly that plane. I want to sit in the back, right, of that plane, and I want to basically enjoy the ride. And then when I get some turbulence, when I'm up in the sky, I want to be able to stay calm, right, because I know the guy in the front is taking care, taking care of business. So I think you got to hire a professional, and you got to make sure that you're, um, once again, skill, knowledge, and time, right, not in the exact order. But those are the things you got to focus on when you are hiring a professional. And at Great Lakes Wealth, we have a team here. Love this team. These guys, we're all a team, and we're building this team together, and we, we have the skills to, to keep the things going. So that's what I like to say about that. Absolutely. You have to have a pilot, a co-pilot. You have to have the flight attendants. You have to have the tower. Um, so you have to have a team. That's exactly right, Tom. I appreciate that. Bruce, Matt, anything to add? Yeah, and another reason to look for a professional is the experience that we can bring to the table. Your situation may seem overwhelming to you, but chances are that we've seen it somewhere else with another person or, or another financial professional that we know that we've talked through cases that will be able to help you through your situation. Yeah, on that note too, Matt, um, a little bit of knowledge is very dangerous. So you want people with experience to help you out. Yeah, a lot of times people come looking for a professional after the fact, whether it's their health, uh, any you know legal issues, any major purchases or do-it-yourselves, you usually end up bringing in a professional after you've already messed it up and asking them to uh, fix that problem. Uh, yeah, Bruce uh, agreed, and I think that's uh, all fantastic. 
Anything else to talk about on that subject? Okay. Well, we're moving right along. So uh, review your short-term goals is number three. I'm going to go to you, Matt, for this. Uh, what do you think about reviewing your short-term goals as it relates to starting off your financial wellness year? Since we're starting a new year, it's a great time to look at what you want to accomplish this year uh, and start to figure out exactly what you're going to need to be able to do those things, go those places, and then sit down and create a budget. What are you spending now? What do you need to cut back on to be able to do that? And you can even do it with apps now. They'll tie right into your cards, to your bank account, and figure out exactly what you're spending, where you're wasting money. Um, there's a couple great ones. Mint's great, uh, Truebill. So there's plenty of different ways that they make it easy for you to start budgeting and figuring out how to accomplish what you want this year. Absolutely. And at Great Lakes Wealth, we actually have budget worksheets, right, Matt, where um, they uh, are blank, but they have a lot of columns and um, places for our clients to write in how much they're spending. So it's a worksheet that helps people who have forgotten some of those things they spend money on to remember what they are. So absolutely, the budget um, is always short-term because it's kind of a monthly thing, right, with what you're spending on food and clothing. But some of them end up being re repeat repeated. So your shelter, your mortgage every month or your apartment rent every month, right? Uh, Bruce, Tom, anything else to add to that? No, I agree with uh, everything Matt said. I think the short-term goals are really important to focus on because those are the day-to-days. But also, you know, very important to focus on your short-term goals of how you want to get to the next level. What I mean by that is if you're, you're saving to buy a vehicle, right, you want to make sure that you're setting that money aside and you have that short-term time frame that I want to get a vehicle in a year, right? So I think uh, Matt covered a lot of it, and it's, uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, what about you? Uh, no, that, I agree with everything that's been said so far. It's all good. Uh, just uh, think to yourself, Oh, I can meet those short-term goals. Maybe I could not have to have that Starbucks today or something along those lines because every little bit helps. And probably most of the people listening and most of them viewing know this, and they say, yeah, yeah, we got it. But uh-uh, you need to adhere to it. You need to check yourself. It's one thing to write it down or one thing to know what that budget is. But then again, I'm just going to get the one Starbucks today. Or, ah, it's no big deal, right? So it's truly adhering to that plan that you put in place uh, makes all the sense in the world to me. Thanks, uh, gentlemen, for that. Number four on our list is then, after the short-term goals, review your long-term goals. And so, Tom, I'm going to go back to you. Tom, how about you uh, tackle this one? Yeah, you know, this is a tough one, right? Because it comes down to discipline, right? Discipline is huge on this one. And also, basically, looking at the longer-term picture is hard, right, when you want to get something right away. So, stashing things away, knowing that that's what you want in the future, that's a hard thing to do. But that's why things can change, and you want to be able to have a plan that adapts to that change. So don't be afraid of change because it, it happens a lot in our lives. But that's why we want to make sure you're always reviewing that because your life's going to change as you're going towards that goal. So don't be afraid of it. Stay disciplined and stay focused, and uh, you'll always reach your long-term goals. Absolutely, Tom. Thank you. Bruce, Matt, anything to add? Yeah, with the long-term goals, you want to make sure that you have that plan set because, as Tom said, yearly things are going to change, and it's much easier to come back and say, this happened this year. How is that going to affect things going forward instead of coming to us in five years and say, hey, this is what I got. Figure out how to get me there. So it's much easier to course correct year by year than trying to do it all at the end. Absolutely. I agree with that. 
Bruce? Keep your, keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on the prize. You want to buy that uh, beautiful car or boat or something like that, put a picture of it on the wall. Just look at it every day and stay focused. Hey, guys, it's Brooke. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Dewey Stefan and his great team at Great Lakes Wealth. Do you feel overwhelmed managing your assets? Well, Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. That is really what they are all about. They will help you develop a custom financial plan utilizing all of your assets and keeping your goals in mind. That is what Great Lakes Wealth is all about, helping you and your family achieve your financial dreams. So go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today and tell them Brooke sent you. Yeah, and just continue to work towards those goals. Is that right? Well, number five is, again, also on the theme of goal setting. And I like acronyms. For everyone out there listening and everyone out there viewing, I like acronyms. In the past, we've said CYB, count your blessings. Uh, we've also said MGD, make good decisions. In this case, I'm going to say SMART, S-M-A-R-T, set SMART Goals and SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound, right? SMART. With SMART goals, it kind of encompasses the short term goals and the long term goals, but some of those other goals that, again, may be um, esoteric or that may be, um, you know, multifaceted or a moving target. So, again, with SMART goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. Gentlemen, any uh, comments on that? Yeah, I, w- I would I would add to that. I'd say this one's my favorite because it's basically saying stay focused, right? Stay focused on the goal. Be specific on exactly what you're shooting for. Make sure it's not, you know, something out of the ordinary where you're never going to be able to reach. Reach. Make sure it's reachable, right? So I, I really like the word focus here, Dewey. Focus. Focus. Yep. Focus. We'll change it to focus. Yep to smart goals. How about that? that. Um, Next will be now, after you have your goal set, you've talked to a professional and you've started with your checkup, then guess what? We need to see what we have and perhaps we need to rebalance. Maybe we need to uh, pivot. Maybe we need to shift and adjust. Maybe we need to rotate and rebalance. So rebalance your portfolio. Bruce, what do you think about that? Well, rebalancing is always a good idea. That's where, why you want to speak to a financial professional. Make sure you're on track. And you, you got to have that balance. Balance, if you're out of balance, you're going to tip over, right? So you got to stay balanced. Uh, get your financial checkup. Make that a New Year's resolution. Absolutely. And when rebalancing, I'm always asked, do you do it monthly? Do you do it quarterly? Heck, we're just going to do it in January because it's Financial Wellness Month. Uh, Tom, Matt, any comments in terms of how often you should rebalance or, you know, is it one size fits all? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, normally you try to do it quarterly, right? But I will tell you that, you know, there's two things. This is a tough one because there's two things that get in your way, right? There's one is called fear, right? A lot of us have a lot of fear about the markets and you have greed, right? Those are two big things. So it's hard to rebalance, but we, we normally try to rebalance quarterly. It's a discipline, goes back to discipline, right? Make sure you're rebalancing quarterly and making sure you're adjusting. So get rid of the fear, get rid of the greed and stay focused on your goal. I like it. Matt, anything to add? Yeah, you just have to set a plan and stick with it. It doesn't matter what your emotions are. It doesn't matter what your fear is, as Tom said. Pick when you're going to do it, pick how you're going to do it and do it. 
Yes, I agree with that 100%. If you're talking with uh, executives of publicly traded companies, if they want to trade or you know, uh, sell their company's stock. They can't just be selling it uh, whimsically. They have to put sell plans in place at certain uh, calendar times around their earnings, if you will, and other rules so that they just have them set. And they're not uh, selling on just a certain up day or a certain down day. So having it preset in that example takes the emotion out. They have a plan they need to liquidate. They need to raise some money. They want to get out of some of that um, stock. So again, they have a targeted price or they just have a targeted time frame. Um, it just depends on your situation. But again, it's not, uh, you know, waking up that morning and how does, how do you feel and how does it look, right? That's um, not very disciplined in our opinion. Anything else to add? Okay, great. Fantastic. Well, number seven would be discuss your finances with those it concerns. I like this one a lot because again, if you're having a financial conversation with yourself, but it involves other people, how the heck do they know what's going on, right? So this could be with um, spending and your budgets and your goals, but it could also be to how you're investing. And if your partner or your family member or your friend or your neighbor, whoever you're investing with, has a different risk tolerance than you or has a different set of goals and objectives, and you're putting it all into the investment du jour and it works out, hey, fantastic, good job. You got it, lightning in a bottle, fantastic. But if it doesn't work out, um, you're going to be pretty um, disappointed in the results uh, with those people in your community. So, Tom, how about discussing your finances with those that concerns? Yeah, you're right, Dewey. And this one, I mean, share. Share with the ones you love, right? I mean, this is a big one um, because a lot of people like to not, you know, discuss finances in the household. And I totally get that. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it's very important to find out with your long-term plan is because the other person may not have the same ideas that you have, right? So I think you should share with the ones that you love and you care about because at the end of the day, if you get sick, something happens to you, then we need to find out what's going on in your life, right? So I say share with the ones you love, and this is what I like about this one, but it's kind of a private matter too, right? A lot of people don't like to uh, share their finances. Uh, I encourage you to share with the ones that you care about because then they can figure out what you're doing so that if something happens to you, they know exactly how to pick up from there. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, Bruce, anything to add? Yeah, get a financial planner that you trust, and you can share that information with them. Let others know who that person is. Have it written down. Uh, a lot of things like estate planning and wills, and I think Matt may want to add something to that. Well, I'll touch on that later. Okay. Uh, but what I do want to add is you also want to share your goals with those that you love. You mm -hmm. want to make sure that you both – uh, are working towards the same things that you both want to enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. I'll also add that um, those that you love or those that are involved, they say the statistics are that the biggest challenge in a relationship ends up being finances. It ends up being the lack of discussion or the lack of partnership with finances in a relationship. So go ahead and look that up and you'll be astounded at the high rate of disappointment because couples relationships don't discuss financial matters openly. So everyone sets themselves up for failure. So Again, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So uh, absolutely, please don't um, keep it all a secret. Talk about it amongst those that um, it concerns. Number eight, 
Create a plan to pay off debt. So again, we're going to end the show talking about ways to invest and things that, again, will help you you know, get to your financial freedom. But a lot of it is um, not just on the investment side. It's on the debt side. So Bruce, create a plan to pay off debt. What about that? Always a good idea. In fact, it might be the best thing you could ever do is get rid of your debt, particularly credit card debt. If you ever have any of that, that's the number one on the list to remove. But also, having debt is a mental stress. Getting back to health, you're going to drive yourself nuts if you're being hounded by people calling you up like debt collectors. So we want to include our paying off of debt in a monthly budget. Refi the current debt at lower rates, if at all possible. These are just good ideas, common sense stuff. Sometimes you need to talk to a professional to get reminded of those things. Heck yeah. Tom, Bruce? Yeah, you know, this is another good one. You know, debt, debt, debt just drags you down, right? It just, it's one of those things, like Bruce said, that's just in the back of your head. Nobody likes debt, right? So you want to make sure that you're always, you know, focusing on, on paying that debt down as soon as you can so you can get yourself farther ahead in life. So, you know... I, Pay, pay monthly, pay quarterly, whatever you need to do, but pay down those credit cards if you have them. But get, get it down as soon as you can. And, 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 and if you need some help, there's help out there. People will help you actually help you with that debt um, and make sure you can start uh, building, up, uh, building up another nest egg. So, Absolutely. Matt, anything to add? Yeah, and as you pay down your credit cards, you're effectively gaining 26% on your money. There's no other place in the world that you can guarantee that that money is going to be worth 26% more than paying down credit cards. Absolutely. We talked about that in a prior podcast, Matt. I know you were listening. It said, what's, yep. the, what's the guaranteed way to make 24.99? Pay off that credit card that's got 24.99 on it. Absolutely. So pay off your debt. And in this environment, when now we expect interest rates to rise, that means that your uh, variable debt, uh, particularly credit card debt or any of those um, – uh, you know, variable uh, rate mortgages, those are going to rate higher now. So you're going to be encouraged to pay them off faster to reduce your debt. So in the past, there is good debt. You know, you could strategically borrow low to invest in higher matters. But now with an, a rising interest rate environment, you need to be aggressive on your debt side. There is less good debt and more bad debt. Gentlemen, we agree with that? 100%. 100%. 100%. That's like 111%. Yes, sir. Booyah. Okay, great. Number nine, beat inflation. There's this new word out there called inflation. We haven't seen it in, I don't know, 20 years, some are saying, but we definitely haven't seen it in 10 years, okay? But inflation is back. Inflation means the cost of goods is higher. And so we need to find ways to beat inflation because your money is worth less when things go up in price. So Matt, can you talk to me about inflation and how do we beat inflation? So the way that everybody expects that you're going to beat inflation is by just investing and earning more than what the current inflation level is. It's always easier said than done, but there's things that everybody can take steps with at home to start cutting back on those high inflation things. Uh, like currently beef is very expensive. So start cooking at home, cook chicken, not beef. Uh, and you can start doing that with other things too. Instead of paying $6 for a Starbucks, go out and buy a Keurig and in a month, you've already paid it off from making coffee at home, and now you've saved a lot of money. So there's always places you can look to cut back to start cutting out those things that are starting to climb in price every month. 
And I would add to that that a lot of times when you're achieving wealth, you want to go spend the money you've made because that tells you that you are now wealthy or that you are at a certain level. Well, I would say because of what Bruce said earlier about being healthy, a lot of things, whether you do it at home, are, yes, um, physically more healthy, uh, whether you work out at home rather than go to the gym, but also, again, what you eat your food at home cooked versus the fast food is cheaper and better. But anything that you can do to uh, save a dollar here and save a dollar there, that will actually help um, beat inflation for sure. Tom, anything to add? Yeah, it's a tough one too because this is a bad word, right? Inflation. This stuff uh, creeps up on us in life, and um, it's just a, f- a fact of life sometimes. But being a cash management specialist – here at Great Lakes Wealth, you know, and Dewey says this all the time, you know, cash is trash, and he's 100% right, and here's why, right? You're Every time you have a dollar, you're losing purchasing power out there, right? Your dollar isn't buying as many goods. So make sure you're putting your money away in the savings account and you're, you're stashing that money away because you are fighting inflation and get that money invested to outpace inflation. Matt brought it up before, 26% on a credit card. Come on, you're not going to get that kind of return in the stock market, but... If you put it in something else, maybe get 5 to 7%, you're doing better than where you were before. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks, Mr. Cash Management Specialist. Heck yeah. Okay, next is number 10 on the list. Build your wealth. Matt, what do you say about once we've done all of the planning, all of the budgeting, all of the debt servicing, now we want to build our wealth. How do we do that? Well, the first thing you should do is start making sure you're putting money into your retirement accounts. If your company has a match, you need to at least put in what the match is because that's free money that they're giving you every single paycheck. The other way, um, start a side hustle. Everybody loves to have a side hustle. Uh, I know my wife started one and it ended up becoming her full-time job. Um, Uh, For all of those listeners that don't know um, the Urban Dictionary, what is the definition of a side hustle, Matt? So a side hustle is something that you're going to do at night and on the weekends outside of your typical nine to five job. Um, And a lot of times people end up enjoying those more than their current jobs and they make them their full-time employment. Heck yeah. We had a podcast with Mike Valenti and he said you do your day job from nine to five or eight to six, but you do your money making job, your extra job, your building wealth job from nine to midnight or whatever it is, nights and weekends. Right, Matt? So absolutely. Maybe one side hustle, maybe a technology, two, three, four side hustles. Ultimately, um, you're going to build your wealth, not with your day job, but with the other um, investing that you do. And a lot of that is going to be with a side hustle or other streams of income for sure. Matt, uh, thank you for that. Bruce, Tom, anything to add? Well, yeah, you want to get those seven streams of income that's been mentioned several times in our previous podcast. Yes, seven is the number of streams of income that an average millionaire has. But as Tom knows and Matt knows and Bruce also knows, at Great Lakes Wealth, we don't want to be average. We want our clients to not have seven streams of income, but we want to go for that perfect 11 streams of income. Passive income, sit back. Let the money come in. I would say let the checks come in, but no one has checks coming in anymore. They're electronically deposited into your bank account, if you even have a bank account. So with that, thanks, Bruce. Fantastic. Okay, that's the top 10, but we always do the bonus. Number 11. We're running out of time, so I'm so excited to go to our bonus, the number 11 
tip or way to financial wellness for this year and every year, and that is to create and or review your estate plan. This is a very complicated subject, so I might as well save the most complicated for last, but uh, we're just going to touch on it briefly because we have podcasts on the details of estate planning, etc. But with that, the estate plan means everything having to do with your estate. If something were to happen to you, you could be incapacitated or you could have uh, the loss of your life. So all of that revolves around wills, trusts, um, durable powers of attorney, healthcare directives where you want things, your favorite couch or stuffed animal, um, the heirlooms, etc. So with that, um, I'll just go down the line and see if anyone has anything to add to that. Tom, how about no, you? Th- this goes back to discipline, right? Discipline and uh, and focus and making sure all your, your things are in order, right? You have the power of attorney and medical durable power of attorney, trust, wills. I mean, this is, this is paperwork, but it's important paperwork. This stuff has to be organized and done correctly. Um, you know, with a, with an attorney and with your, your financial planning team, get it done right the first time because the worst thing you can do is show up and uh, it's done wrong. And it's a scary time for the family and you. So that's what I'll say about that. Absolutely. And no one wants to do it because, again, it's like an elephant. Yeah. And how, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, okay? So we need to make sure that you, again, don't ignore those things that are challenging. Get after them and be proactive. Bruce, what about you? Yep. Uh don't wing it. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. I like that a lot. Thank you. Matt, what about you? I'm going to get a little bit more technical and advise everybody that when you're determining who your power of attorney is for your finances and your healthcare directives, so essentially your medical power of attorney, that you consider making those the same people. That way you don't have two different people that are butting heads trying to make the most important decisions while you're uh, incapacitated. And we have a lot of resources. Thank you, Matt. We have a lot of resources on our website about estate planning, about, um, you know, how you can uh, take care of your family should something come up, as well as take care of yourself. Uh, We also think that um, as it comes to uh, an estate plan, it could be as simple as if you have retirement accounts at work, 401k, 403b. Just make sure your beneficiaries are updated. If you have IRAs or insurance policies, please make sure that uh, you know who the beneficiaries are that are listed and update them, check them, review them. That goes back to number one of doing your financial checkup. So I think that's a great list for starting the year. That's our top 11 ways to financial wellness for 2022. Um, with that, I'll summarize today's episode by saying that because January is Financial Wellness Month, it is a perfect time for us to remind ourselves that during the holiday season, we did probably increase our spending. The New Year's resolutions are now all of a sudden staring right back at us. And in regards to a budget, if you, again, fail to plan, you plan to fail. Um, with that, I'll say one more time to our panel, thanks so much for uh, joining me today on the What Do We Do podcast. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, If you want to learn more about any of these gentlemen or our team as a whole or our company, please go to greatlakeswealth.us. We want to thank you for the subscribers. We want to thank you for the downloads. Uh, We're almost at 20,000 downloads, likes, views, and we're so excited. As we always say around here, this is episode 52 
That's season two, number 10. And Matt, Bruce, Tom. We're just just getting started. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.